You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. This is a podcast from Minute Media. This episode, we're going to give you some roster news. We're going to talk about this, in my opinion, amazing series versus the Yankees. We're going to give you our players of the series. Look at the look ahead at the in the future for the Astros in the schedule, and then of course we got five new fair fouls. Let me bring on my co-host Tom. Tom, what's up, buddy? Good afternoon, sir. Uh, definitely an awesome series with the Bronx Bombers. Halfway through this New York gauntlet, I feel pretty good. All right. So on the last episode, we were talking about this Yankee series, and we both said, "Okay, I'd be happy. I would be happy with two wins." Are you still happy the way the series went? Are you still happy that we only won two? Absolutely. And I'm going to tell you why. It's very easy to think about the games that, you know, you didn't get, right? But if I told you before the series started, like we talked about, that you're going to get two wins and you're going to be two innings, two innings away from sweeping them, you'd be like, I take that all day. Yeah, I mean, the result is what we expected. The result is what we said we would be happy with, but we, we should have won more than two games. It's a little disappointing, but overall, I mean, the Yankees are the best team in baseball and the Astros go to Yankee stadium and go head to head with them and split with them. And they actually, in my opinion, outplayed them. So that's a good sign. I mean, that, you know, if, if, we go to the playoffs, there's not that any of us were scared of the Yankees, but there's no reason to be scared or to be worried that the Astros can't hang with any team in baseball. And see, that's the key point that I, that I, that I think you made is that it was in Yankee Stadium. Had those same results happen at the juice box, I probably am a little bit disappointed because, you know, we've got last at bat. We've got the, the home crowd to feed off of in those late innings. I, if I'm honest with you, I think that, you know, the little bit of energy that they had in those late innings had a lot to do with Yankee Stadium. All right, so we're going to some news here. Uh, Friday, we did flashback Friday because we have this long uh, four-game series, and we released one of my favorite interviews. It was Bob Ford, the first time I ever talked to Bob Ford, and my face was hurting from smiling. Hopefully, you guys uh, enjoyed the flashback. Did you have a chance to listen? I didn't. I did it. I got it started and I, I listened like the first couple minutes and then I, I didn't get to finish it. But I mean, I'm going to go back and check it out. All right, Tom, how do you expect these guys to listen if you're not going to come on? Uh, it was come a busy on. weekend. I had a lot going on. I was in Austin. I, I didn't didn't do my due part. You're right. I, I failed on that one. I didn't listen either. I was busy, but I've heard <laughs> it before. 
You lived it. I, I Yeah. Okay. So I was gone too. I was in Oklahoma. Speaking of Oklahoma, they made it to the World Series final championship game and they lost both games. So Ole Miss is your World Series champion. Not, yeah, I was going to, I thought I messed up there. College World Series champion. I'm okay with that. I'm fine with it. Uh, Jake Odorizzi, he's in Sugarland for rehab. And then we got a lot of shakeup. I want your, I need to get your opinion on, on the shakeup. So the first one seemed pretty obvious, right? Jake Myers comes up, Siri goes down. It was either Siri or McCormick. And all along, I, I was picturing, I'm pretty sure it's going to be Siri going to Sugarland. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the Siri, the Siri uh, demotion was kind of like, well, look, he's struggling at the plate. You know, we got two, we got a surplus of outfielders, people that can play outfield. Um, you know, JJ Matajevic just came off that homer. You understand it a little bit. The second one, I was, I was really surprised. Yeah. So Payne comes back today and they send Chaz McCormick down, who is in 14th place in all star voting for outfield. That just, I mean, they kept Dubon and they kept Matichevic. And even when you're, you're talking about sending Siri down, the first, the first time they sent someone down, I, I would probably, looking back, think that would have been J.J., but they kept him. He's left-handed, power bat. He had another homer in this series. Uh, he could play first base is what I read. So I think, you know, and Dubon could play center field. I think they've got the players they want. We'll see what happens, but happy, very happy to see uh, Pena back in the lineup. But also today, did you hear any word on Michael Brantley? He left the game with shoulder. Uh, what is it called? Discomfort, the word we hate. Yeah, he looked really bad. He looked really uncomfortable at the plate. Um, I was listening to the radio broadcast all the way in, and uh, they said it, it looked it looked like he struck out and it did not look good. And apparently he pulled something or, or hopefully he didn't. He's just a little tender. Who knows? All right. Let's take a look at Thursday's game. It was Framber Valdez. And this Thursday's game was the battle of the three run homers. There's no other way to look at it. Alex Bregman had a three run homer in the top of the first Stanton, a three run homer in the bottom of the first. And then Jordan Alvarez, the guy who wins player of the series every week. He had a three-run homer. The Astros are up six to three. This is a game that I think we're going to win. We go into the ninth inning. We got a three-run lead. We got our closer, Ryan Presley, in. And it gives up a three-run homer to Hicks. And then Judge, an RBI single, walk off seven to six. And we lose. How disappointing of a loss was this? I mean, it was really bad uh, going into that series. You know, we had a lot of momentum coming off of the uh, the Mets series. And then you just you see them hitting like right off the bat, you know, to get those early runs. You truly feel like, OK, this team is taking this this serious. They're going in with with, uh, you know, the right the right mental attitude. Right. And then, you know, they just they cough it up at the end. Just hurt a lot. So for Amber went six innings, only had two hits three walks and he gave up three runs. And that was on that three run Homer. He had seven strikeouts and then Presley, he just couldn't get anybody out. He, it was a walk, walk, home run, a single. He got an out because the guy got caught stealing. And then another single Stanick came in and he gave up a hit, but that run was charged to Presley. Here's something that really shocked me. 
people were saying nasty things to his mother on Twitter. I believe it was his mother. How? Come on, people. That's nuts. Yeah, I saw it. Uh, I don't. I don't necessarily think they went at her. I mean, they weren't. They weren't good. I mean, you know, the things they were saying. It, you know, fans are so fickle, and it's what have you done for me lately? You have no business talking to somebody's mother. She's not out there. You know, like like it's just dumb. But uh, yeah, I saw it. So Altuve went three for four. He didn't get in on that home run brigade, but Alex Bregman two for four, Jordan two for five, and Kyle Tucker two for four. So we lose. That's a game we should have won. But, you know, you go to Yankee Stadium, they're the best team, and you went in there and you took it to them and Presley just had a bad game. And he got a lot, a lot of negative comments on Twitter. You know, like you said, they're fickle. Let's just give up on him. He's not who he, he's not good. He's not this and that, but we'll talk about that later. And then Friday, Justin Verlander, he gives us seven innings, four hits and one run. He only had three strikeouts and one walk. He picks up the wind with a 2.2 ERA after that. Top of the six, Tucker had a three-run homer. Another three-run. That was crazy because that's the first score of Friday was a three-run homer. And you're thinking, wow, is that all they're going to do is hit three-run homers the whole series? Stanton had another home run, three-to-one final. Not a lot of scoring. All the runs were scored in the sixth inning. Great outing by JV. Tucker went one for four with a homer. Maton didn't give up any runs. But Montero, who got the save, walked a couple guys, and it got a little scary there. Yeah, it was one of those one of those games you really needed from Justin to, you know, get us back into the series. I mean, he's just he's so talented. Every time we need him to be the ace that he's that he is, that he's been his entire career, he just comes out and he performs. So, I mean, you kind of got what you expected. A little, little concerned about the strikeouts. Well, not concerned, but just unusual, right? You expect the strikeout numbers to be bigger. But um, I mean, Tucker has just been so consistent and just enough, you know, bullpen to get it done. Yeah. So we go to Saturday, which was my mom's birthday. And if you follow me on social media, you saw that we went out to the casino on his birthday and you can't bet on sports or maybe I would have, but the reason I say it like that is because it was Christian Javier against Garrett Cole. I mean, your money, if you're, if you're not an Astro fan or a Yankee fan, your money goes on the Yankees in this game, right? With Garrett Cole facing Javier. Every time. All right, so let's go. There's no scoring till the top of the seventh when J.J. Matichevic shows Dusty Baker and the Astros why you should have kept me. He got a solo home run. Altuve had a solo home run in the eighth inning. And Yuli Gurriel had an RBI single in the top of the ninth. But that's not the big story. The big story is that the Astros, throw a combined no-hitter against the Yankees against Garrett Cole. Let's start with this. Javier, seven innings. They took him out. Some Astro fans were groaning. Your thoughts? I think it was the right thing to do. He had never thrown that many pitches before in his career. I mean, yes, we'd love him to go nine innings and throw 140 pitches. and you know, But the, the chances were that he would have probably got fatigued and then gave up a run somewhere. So I think they took him to his limit. I think they did the right thing, and it worked out in the end. Naris had two walks, 
in his inning. We got out of it. And then Presley comes back with a good inning. No walks, no hits, two strikeouts, picks up save, number 15 in the Astros. I love it. I loved it because I was watching TV. I was watching UFC with my brother late that night and along the ticker on the bottom. They, I mean, I don't know if there just wasn't very much news on Saturday, but it was Astros shutout. I mean, the Astros no hit Yankees. It was just over and over. And I was enjoying every time it popped up. And they were the first team. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. The first team to no hit the Yankees at the new Yankee Stadium. And I believe they're the, the last team to do it in 2003. And I guess that was at the old one. Correct. Correct. The, 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 they've only, the Yankees have only been no hit in their building since the expansion era twice. And it's both been by the Astros. Awesome. Jake Myers went two for four. And uh, to point that out, he did when he came back, got back in the lineup and he went 0 for four on Friday. So good job rebounding, not letting that bother you. Two for four. Do you have any opinion on how he looked in the outfield? I mean, is this the guy we need? Is is this guy better than uh, Siri and McCormick? Is this the guy for us in center field? So before he got injured, I mean, he definitely showed promise last year. He was definitely a guy, great defense, but he had the bad. He had the average that the other guys didn't have. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I know he had an amazing game in Sugarland before he came up. I don't know how consistent it can be. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot we don't know, right? I mean, he spent the entire offseason pretty much rehabbing that shoulder. So who knows what his bat's going to be? Who knows, you know, how, how great he can be? I, I personally, I, I don't think Alf, outfield is a problem, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. So Garrett Cole had a great game. He actually pitched very well, you know, but your team gets no hit. You know, you're not going to win. And that I think it's so awesome. I mean, we had that big battle of three run homers and we blow the game at the end. And then we win Friday. JV kicks butt. And then to go no hit the Yankees at Yankee Stadium versus Garrett Cole, because I am not a Garrett Cole fan. If you've been listening to this podcast, I can't stand the guy. And it, overall, it's awesome. And it's a you know, my mom's not an Astro fan, but what a great present that I get on my mom's birthday. Yeah, I think it was amazing. Uh, shout out to your mom. I think she uh, she had something to do with it, right? It was her birthday and that was her gift. Um, and that's that's my story. But I, I think I think uh, the Strohs just needed that momentum. You know, all, all the momentum was in the Yankees favor after that first game. You know, they're they're highly touted as this team that just can't be beat. Uh, you look into different publications, you know, this is the greatest offense ever, all these different things. And that was just one more thing for them. And then now for the Astros to get the next two games, it kind of puts them in their place a little bit. All right, let's go to Sunday. This is just like the first game of the series, a game we we should have won, the game I thought we were going to win. Led off with an Altuve solo home run. I saw a video someone posted. They were booing him and booing him and booing him. And then they're like, oh, no. He just a, a Yankee killer solo home run one to zero. And then Dubon, another person they decided to keep a two run single three to zero Astros Stanton with a solo home run three to one DJ LeMahieu a two run homer in the eighth, which hurt. And that made it three to three. And then 
You know, we couldn't score in the ninth. We couldn't score in the tenth. That really irks me when we have a guy on second we can't score because it just seems so easy. How frustrating is that for you? Yeah, I mean, the guy on second is one thing. When you have first and third with nobody out because Castro was on third base due to a weird a pickoff attempt that didn't work out. He It was a bunt that uh, I can't remember who swung through. I think it was Myers. And uh, Castro was taken off. He ends up sneaking in. They challenge it. He ends up being safe. And then you you got Altuve stealing a base. So then it's second and third with nobody out. Then they walk Bregman, and they just can't score any runs. It's 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 tough. It's really tough. That that's the Astros of old. You know that that I hope we get away from. And then the uh, Yankees, of course, they get a three run homer by Judge. Talk me through the, the bottom of the tent and let me know what you thought about Dusty's decisions. And and then, unfortunately, Seth Martinez, it was against him. He finally gave up a run. Yeah. So, I mean, the bunt thing, I, I get it. It's kind of kind of tough. You know, it was just a good bunt. And then he gets a strikeout, which, you know, that's 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 what you have to have. Right. If you're going to be able to get out of a situation where you got a guy in score position from the get go. And then. I just don't understand. I get it. You know, like you, you, you want to attack some of these hitters, but teams are getting smart with, uh, with the on and they're not pitching to him or they're pitching around them. We did not show judge the same respect. And he burnt us twice. Yeah. So they, I mean, they intentionally walked Carpenter and that brought the time. Well, I guess anything would win, right? They were already tied. So it didn't really matter. Right. Yeah. So after this game, Dusty said it was us two and Judge two. Do you agree with that? Because Stanton had a lot to do with it too. <laughs> that was Dusty's quote. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's bulletin board material for the rest of the Yankees, right? Hopefully that doesn't come back to bite us because I know that when teams do stuff like that, they you know kind of you know take jabs that that it really motivates people. So. I really hope that's not the case. The judge definitely won those two games, but I wouldn't say he's the only reason. I mean, if DJ LeMahieu doesn't hit the two-run bomb, they're not there in that position, you know? Yeah, so Jose Urquidy gave us seven innings, which is amazing. Only one hit and one run, and I guess that was a solo home run to Stanton. And did you know, until he gave up that run, the Astros had went 16.1 hitless innings without even giving a hit. Up, oh, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, the only the only thing that's kind of uh, wild about that. So there's only been two other times where that's happened, right? Both teams went on to win the World Series that year. So I really hope history doesn't repeat itself a third <laughs> time. All right, so Astros are 45 and 27. Texas is 10 and a half behind. Angels are 11 and a half behind. They seem like that doesn't move at all. Seattle's 12. Oakland. They seem like they lose a game every podcast. They, they're down <laughs> 21 games. So the Astros are off Monday. Tuesday, they go to the Mets because we played them at home. They got Luis Garcia against Carrasco. And then Framber versus to be determined on Wednesday. And then Thursday, they were supposed to be off. But because there were some canceled games at the beginning of the season, they threw one game against the Yankees on Thursday at home, and a lot of people are calling that the rubber match. And then I think in a couple of weeks when I'm on vacation, they have a double header against the Yankees. So that's how they spread the games out. Do you think that's any sort of rubber match? 
Um, I mean, I, I guess if you want to start so far, obviously they're going to play two more games. So it'll be, it'll be six games total when it's all said and done. Uh, the, the big story there is if it all lines up correctly, it's supposed to be Garrett Cole versus Justin Verlander in the juice box on Thursday. Well, if you look at the rotation for the Astros, it's definitely JV because he's after Framber. And uh, I don't know about New York, but that's what I read also, that it could be JV versus Garrett Cole. So that's all I have. Do you have anything you want to add to this? I mean, uh, what's my boy's name? Seth Martinez, you know, pitched the 10th, but Dusty Baker said Presley, Montero, and Naris were unavailable. So I'm glad you brought that up. The, the one thing I took away from the series, and I, and I put it out on Twitter earlier, is uh, they probably need to look into a bullpen arm or two at the deadline. I know James Click had a had a thing, you know, that he a statement that he put out basically saying that, you know, this series will give us an opportunity to see where our deficiencies are, see where we can make the team better. And I really feel like looking at this series, looking at, you know, the two games that they should have won, like we talked about, it was really, you know, having to lean on some some relievers that they already leaned on already. So they just lacked the depth, right? So you saw Presley pitch three out of four days, Montero pitched three out of four days. Um uh, who else? There was one other guy who pitched three days in a row for the first time in his career. So uh, there's just so much where I feel like Dusty's got four guys that he's consistently leaning on. Your guy, Seth Martinez, I felt he just put him in a horrible spot. I kind of would like to see him in the eighth or something like that and save Maton. I know Maton got used up pretty much too. So whether whether we need to like, I know we have a lot of starters. So that has something to do with that too, but I just feel like they just don't have enough bullpen depth to really, really compete. Yeah, they used Maton in the eighth, and he gave up uh, a two-run homer. Difference in the game, right there. Yeah, but I mean, what if they just flip that around? Maybe if you, you know, you give Seth Martinez a clean inning because it changes everything. It changes everything with that guy on second, and that you know, because if you get a clean inning, the first guy's not going to bunt. He's not, you know, that's not going to happen. So it, it's super hard. I, I mean, it's funny that I say it's super hard to stop a team from scoring with that ghost runner, but you fail to score. So I don't know. So anyway, sorry, Seth, you're still amazing to me. I think his ERA is 1.1 or something like that. So let's get yeah, him that, in more. Let's get him in. Let's get yeah. him some, you know, not blowouts and not just, okay, we're out of arms. Like get him in there. Yeah, I think the one way you build up a guy to be a high leverage guy is he's got to see some of that, right? So Seth, they've really used him in mop up or, you know, one way or the other, whether the Strohs were killing somebody or they or you know, they were getting killed. That's when you got Seth Martinez. So I'm really hoping that going forward, maybe now he'll get some run high leverage and then you can save Mayton or you can save Stanek for another game that you might need him later on. All right, buddy, you got your players of the series. Who do you have for hitter? For hitter, I'm going to go with Jose Altuve. That place was after his neck all series long, and all he did was keep coming up with hits left and right. He stole two bags today. I mean, he did it all. He was he was amazing. I agree with you. I go with Jose Altuve. Uh, he went three for four in the first game. He had a, a home run in the eighth inning on Saturday. He had a leadoff home run in the top of the first today. I mean – Jose Altuve and pitcher of the series. We should agree on this too. Christian Javier. 
<laughs> yeah, it's got to be CJ, man. He just he was so good and he was so economical with his pitches to let him get deep into that game. You know, 13 Ks. I mean, yeah, he was awesome. Jose Arquiti's like a home run away from making this a lot harder. But yeah, you got a guy through a seven inning no hitter. And then, yeah, Altuve. I mean, at the beginning, at the first the first game, you have Bregman and Alvarez with the three-run homers. Tucker had a three-run homer on Friday. And they really didn't do much on the weekend, so Altuve stole it from him, in my opinion. Are you ready to do fair or foul, buddy? Let's do it. All right, here's five brand-new fair fouls right after this. All right, we are back. So let me tell you this. On Saturday, we went to a pizza place. And, of course, I was with my brothers there celebrating mom's birthday. And while we're waiting for the table, me and my – I'm the younger one, and then I have a middle one and an older one. So me and the middle one, we go sit at the bar, and we order beer. And so I get this huge beer that's like a looks like a fishbowl, and my brother gets two Stella's, whatever that is. I don't drink fancy beer. And uh, – you know, our table's ready, so I asked for the bill, and the bill's $9. And so, anyway, long story short, I shouldn't have said all that. I don't know why. But anyway, I had draft beer, and then we went to Toby Keith's on Sunday, and they didn't have the draft beer he wanted, but I want a draft beer because I'm a draft beer fan. So, fair or foul, he, had, he ended up getting bottled beer on Sunday. So, fair or foul, draft beer is better than bottle beer. That's tough for me. Longest uh, possible way to ask you that simple question. I'm sorry, <laughs> folks. I'm that's just really a storyteller. I, I I really feel like and very good storyteller. I really feel like it all depends on the beer, right? Certain beer is really good draft. Certain beer is really really good bottle. So for me, like Stella, I like Stella, but I don't know that I would ever drink it if it was draft. I think it's particular to the bottle thing. I don't even think you can get it draft. But um, for me, I'm probably fair on, I guess, bottled beer. Or I guess I'd be foul on draft beer, fair on bottled beer. Ooh. So I say fair. I think draft beer is way better. And as a draft beer fan, you got to know where to go get it. 54th Street. Uh, what's that one that's like Hooters, but they wear like little shorts? Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. They have good beer. And that pizza place had really good beer. Sorry, I got high high voice right there but that pizza place had really good really cold beer i mean it it goes to say right i mean you can't add the the words at the end as long as it's cold if it's cold beer i mean if the if the beer was in a bottle and it was cold it was good but sometimes you know you go to places that are busy and they don't rotate the beer and the bottles out very well and they're not cold so i'm a beer drinker but only in places that I know have cold draft beer. So interesting enough, uh, Twin Peaks, actually, they pride themselves on their cold beer. I think that they advertise it's like 28 degrees at all times or something like that. You know, almost frozen, but not quite. Well, when they give it to you, it has ice in the top. Exactly. There you go. All right, number two, sticking with the pizza place, anchovies. Fair or foul? Very foul. Uh, I mean... (laughs) And that's one of those like sins of a pizza, right? I probably would eat anchovies by themselves. Maybe I would never grace my pizza with them. Anchovies alone? Are you nuts? I say fair. 
We got three pizzas. Of course, we got one with anchovies, and they shorted us. I think this guy made a joke, and I made fun of him for not putting enough anchovies on, but anchovies, fair, awesome on a pizza. And the way I learned to love anchovies is when we were little, we would get two pizzas. Dad would always get anchovies. We would eat ours, and if we want another slice, we have to eat Dad's anchovies. Of course, we would peel them off, but the taste of anchovies was still on there. And I guess that's the way we all learn to love anchovies because all, all me and my brothers, all three of us, we love them. I don't know anybody else that really orders anchovies like, like at all. Like, I don't, I don't think I've seen anybody recently. I don't either. I know. I don't, I don't know anyone that likes them, but we love them. All right. Number three, calf fries. What kind of fries? Calf. All right, you're gonna have to educate me. I don't know what a calf fry. <laughs> you can't Google that. You got something to Google that with. I can. I can. Okay, I can. Google it while I say fair. So we went to okay. Toby Keith's Bar and Grill for Mom's birthday, and that's one of the appetizers is calf fries. And I think as long as you don't know what they are, they're pretty good. <laughs> but if you, but if you know what they are, I think it's it's in your head. But overall, I like them. We were dipping them in gravy. They were fried. I say fair on the calf fries. Do you want to explain to everybody what the calf fries are? I, I, I know that I will never, ever, ever, ever try them now because <laughs> I know what they are. You had, a, you had a better chance of getting me to try them without knowing. According to the website, whatscookingamerica.net, the meaty substance in calf fries are calf testicles. They are cut off when the calf is young, so it matures into a calmer less masculine and meatier animal there you go love calf rice all right so you say now do you say foul again now that you know what they are <laughs> foul foul two 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 x all right so number four we, we, we go to oklahoma where my mom lives and over there they got casinos and i guess they're all like in uh, native american land you know, they got to be on Indian land or whatever. But do you think they should bring gambling to Texas? There's the gambling in Louisiana. They're gambling in Oklahoma. They're gambling everywhere. Gambling in Texas, fair or foul. They do it. I think they have boats down south, you know, that they go out on the water. But why can't we gamble here? That's just nuts. So you actually can gamble in Texas. I think there is a... Uh... There's an Indian set up in Livingston, or maybe it's on the water. There, there there's a casino in Livingston, and uh, but I think fair, hundred percent. Do you I know how dumb I feel? Why is that? Because there's one in Eagle Pass. Well, there is, yeah, 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 exactly. But I mean, that's like Mexico Texas border, right? It's like more Mexico, northern yeah. Mexico than southern Texas. Okay, how about this? Let's change it. Let's okay. that there should just be gambling, and it doesn't have to be on a reservation or anything. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, me too. There should be just, I mean, why can't we gamble? It's our money. Right. And I mean, you have it like, and, and really what I think it boils down to is how, how the states individually can make money off of it. And once they figure that out, I think it'll be legalized all over the place. All right. Number five. I don't know if we touched on this earlier, but fair or foul, you agree with the way the Astros did all the uh, roster moves with the people they kept and the people they move down i think it's fair i feel like the the roster flexibility is what 
you know, Dusty was after by keeping JJ Matikjevic, he's, he's able to give Yuli a day off. If Yuli needs a day off, he's able to give Jake a day off, uh, you know, being able to play outfield and infield. That's why Dubon's so important. That's why Aled Mestias is so important. So he can move guys all over the place. He can, you know, sub late, uh, whether it be pinch hitting or something in, in a bunch of different spots. You know, when Brantley came out with the shoulder thing, they didn't skip a beat. I mean, defensively anyway, because they had a plus defensive player ready to go. I agree with you, buddy. I say fair. Uh, only time will tell, but it looks, it seems like, you know, every once in a while, it's like Dubon did this or Dubon did that. I think that kid's here to stay. I, th- I really like him and uh, I really like JJ. I like that they're giving him a chance. You know, he got called up and what he struck out his first time. They got a home run. He got sent back and came back, right? Correct. And, uh, yeah, I like him. I like him. I like him a lot. So that's all I have. Do you have any final thoughts? Sure, absolutely. I really feel like this this gauntlet that the, the, the Strohs are going through with the two New York teams so far so good, I really hope that they're able to, you know, carry some of the momentum, go get a couple games in New York. I'm really not too concerned about what happens on Thursday. I know that game is going to get a lot of attention, but I'm here to tell you the Astros have already proven everything you need to see about being able to go toe-to-toe with the Yankees. So regardless if, you know, they don't win that game, I think they're going to be just fine. I really hope they address some of the bullpen concerns like we talked about. I feel like that's more important than an outfield player or even a starter because a, a couple weeks back I was all about, you know, starting pitching. You know, if we're able to get this kind of Jose Urquidy, this kind of CJ, they're going to have a surplus of starters, and I think that they're going to be in good shape. Yeah, and also if uh, Odorizzi comes back the way he was before he got hurt. And uh, I agree with you, buddy. I mean, my final thoughts, not that that's just my segment, but four and two against the two best teams in baseball. I'll definitely take that any day. And I had another thought, but I lost it. And I'm fine with that because I do that all the time. But <laughs> uh, I don't know what it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Emily, I can't think of her name, Nyman or Neiman, the one that does breaking balls. Right. So she posted a video about the guy that does the announcing for them. And His Michael he, K. Michael K. And he was talking about, uh, you know, the Yankee fans are really giving it to Altuve and, you know, he did this and that, and but the cheating scandal and the possible buzzer, and it and it's and it's like, dude, the guy that knows the answer is sitting right next to you. So thank you, Emily, for backing us up. It's just so dumb. Like, why bring it up? Because all you gotta do is ask them, but they won't do it because they don't want they don't want their guy to say, no, he wasn't doing anything, none of that is true. Like, where's your niece? I mean, it's just stupid that this guy, it's stupid that they boo Altuve and then they have this Beltron dude calling games for them. It's just dumb. And then they also have Marvin Gonzalez. It's just really, really crazy. But Michael K., if you want to know if there was a buzzer, if you want to know if Altuve was cheating, if you want to know how they started, you want to know anything, the guy sitting next to you. So don't talk about it because I'm pretty sure you already asked him and I'm pretty sure you already know you just need to keep your mouth shut. I'm mad. Emily, <laughs> for making me mad. All right. And that's all we have for tonight. For Tom, this is your host, Rob Fontenot. Thanks once again for tuning in to Astros Baseball, and we will see you next time.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.